Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, dog lovers, and welcome to Dogs with Jobs. It's April. I can't believe we're already here, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with me. Now, I'm, I'm walking through some plothery mud as I speak with my dog out for a dog walk, but um, I hope you're having a great month. And I have a lovely, lovely story, a rather heartwarming story today for you from my guest, Keo. Keo is 75% beagle, which is well enough for me to think he's gorgeous. But he's also rather close to my heart because his owner, Scott, was the first ever person to get in touch with me through the podcast and say, can I come and talk to you about my dog? And, um, and I was thrilled to hear from him because I say it every episode. If you work your dog or dogs and want to come and talk about it on the show, please get in touch because I love to hear from you. But Scott's the first person who's done that. So um, it was with great pleasure that I went and met him last month in a pub garden in Hampshire. And, uh, and we recorded the interview that I'm about to play you. Now, just a word before we dive in. If you're enjoying the podcast please do consider leaving a review for me. Um, I'd be really grateful if you would, because it all helps. And the podcast's starting to get, I don't know, just generally sort of quite well known now, which is really exciting for me and uh, really exciting for the very small community radio station that I produce it through. Let's dive in. Here we go. So I am with my gorgeous guest, for this month's show, Keo. Hello, Keo. Hello, he's popping over and he is a rather gorgeous dog and I'm finding him particularly gorgeous because he's clearly part beagle. Is he Is he a beagle, Scott? He is mostly beagle. 75% <laughs> beagle, 12.5% harrier, 12.5% I normally say milkman's dog, but we're not sure. <laughs> oh, okay. And how did you and he get together? Wow, Keo is a, a rescue dog. He was rescued by Gloucestershire Police. Um, a member of the public spotted somebody loading uh, crates of puppies into the back of a lorry. Uh, fortunately, phoned it in to the control room and the vehicle was stopped. Uh, in the back were 40 dogs in crates, Ooh. all in fairly poor condition. Um, and he was one of them. And he is one of them, yeah. And so of the of the forty, about fifty percent of them were so poorly that they were unfortunately had to be euthanized. And the remaining ones were um, put up for adoption within the police family okay. once they'd made their recovery in kennels. So they were convalescing, really for a while yes. until they were fit to be taken home and adopted physically yes yeah, yeah. And, and even at the point where we were, where, where we brought them home they, they still had um, an uphill battle right um, so how old was he when you brought him home we don't know exactly because we don't have any lineage on him uh, but his uh, puppy teeth were coming out so if okay. we work backwards from there we think he was probably about three months what a start in life. How was he when you brought him home? He was a, a bundle of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? And was he was he quite <laughs> He was a bit of a on. handful. Come on, right. mister. Come on. Come on. We're getting around in circles now. I know. Brilliant fun. 
into everything, always in trouble. <laughs> uh, completely unhouse trained, so we went through oh, wow. all of that. Um, so quite normal puppy then in some respects, oh, but a bit yeah. older. Okay. Yeah. Were you someone who'd had a lot of dogs? Were you a dog person or was it your I, first I, dog? Why did you decide to rescue? <coughs> uh, well, twofold. Uh, my daughter has autism. So we were hoping that we could get her some kind of support animal, not a registered support animal. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, from a personal level, I'd had um, a, a mental health journey uh, back in 2017 to 2018-19. Um, and so it was an opportunity for me to uh, be forced to have to go out of the house, interact with other people, um, and, and a bit of company, really. A lot of the time I was still working from home. Um, that so was the post-pandemic, working yes. from home. Yes. Right. So uh, he, he enabled me and gave me a purpose for, um, for doing a, uh, a lot of outdoors, get outside and, and crack on. Um, and I, I saw a lot of parallels. And in his behaviour, I, I, I always had the, the feeling when I was looking at it, yeah, wrong place, wrong time, Keo. I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> oh, wow. So he helped you? Immensely. Yeah. Immensely, yeah. And is he your dog, Scott? Is it, you know, is it is it a bond? <laughs> he is very definitely my dog. Right. Fact, my wife tells me that frequently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, first and foremost, family dog. He he's, lives at home with us uh, all the time. Uh, we are... We have a rotor to be booked to go into work when we're needed. It's we being the OK9 team, generally? Yes. OK. So that is handlers like you who have their own dog. Yes. Who's a pet dog. Yes. Who also goes in to do emotional support work within the police service. Yes, they do. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I'm looking at his jacket, <laughs> which is very smart. Love a dog in a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, I'll put some photos of it on the website yeah. so so that you can see. But um, yeah, he's he's like a very very large beagle, quite leggy, and um, of course he looks great in his uh, working uniform. So he puts on his uniform before you, you go to work with him. Yes. Yeah. We. Um, and is that the only time he puts it on his jacket? That is the only time that he puts it on. Um, so it's very much akin to. Uh, when you hear about guide dogs that know when the when the vest goes on, that's time for work. Um, he really enjoys going to work. He wouldn't do it if if uh, if he wasn't enjoying it. I'm sure. And tell me what what's a working day for him? What does it look like? Okay. Um, well, we could be called to do a number of of activities at work. Some of those um, can be uh, post incident. Uh, assistance for officers so when there's a debrief from a traumatic incident um, kids comes into the room uh, allowed to wander around freely it just gives people an opportunity to stroke the animal and and uh, you know, science has shown us that that has releases the endorphins that help people calm down and help them relax and and he just wanders freely yes. so you might have a number of officers yes. in that room and the Keo just goes wherever he, he, he feels just like. Pad round and does he, he finds the people who need him? Do you think that's what he does? Yes. Does definitely. he sense, intuit? Yes. 
the people that need him most and are most upset or shaken by whatever circumstance they've witnessed. Either that or they've got some good cakes. Yeah. <laughs> right, so he's off lead and goes wherever he wants to in that situation. And that's one kind of work situation. Yes. What other kind yeah, of work so, situations uh, does he have? Other situations we go into, we um, uh, help out with training. Yep. Um, so, for example, we... Is this training of police officers? Uh, well, or training, no, of... training of police controlling staff. Okay. Um, we we tend to we've attended a couple now of uh, suicide uh, awareness courses. Right. So and is that because those staff, in the course of their work, are hearing things yes. that are potentially quite upsetting, and you could store up and yes, would have a cumulative effect as well. Yes. Okay. So what that what, makes what so much Keo, sense when he attends those those training sessions, um, we normally pop into into the room towards the end of the session yeah. it's fairly heavy and he is a distraction when he goes in we found it's good to put him in at the end because people were focusing on the dog and they're not listening to what the, the instructions are but he will um, he will pop in like a mental very break. calm he'll just sit and sit in the corner quite often he'll just lie down in the middle of the classroom go to sleep this way so he has been known to um, snore in the middle of the classroom, <laughs> which, which is good because I mean that shows how relaxed he is, and it also gives a, a yeah. A do you bit feel good? Ab- do you feel good about that as well? Yes. If he's relaxed yeah. enough to have a snooze, he yes. must be thoroughly relaxed yes. at work. Yeah, nice. Absolutely. We're available to um, go to if anybody's got appointments with uh, occupational health. Right. He can pop in and and just. Really, it's just a calming thing. If people got difficult things to talk about, um, it gives an opportunity that people can be focused on the dog, stroking the dog. Um, and I always find personally, when I can sit and talk to him for hours, and he's, it's not judgmental. He's not going to tell me whether I was right or whether I was wrong. It just yeah. gives you that cho- chance to vocalise and, and work through things yourself. So his presence puts you at ease mm, in a way. Definitely, yeah. What I think is interesting is the way that you've kind of happened onto his therapeutic powers, if you like, you know, at home and within the family, and then you've taken that on and and into work. Yeah, I was experiencing these these significant benefits to to my life. Um, And it was just a, a fortunate time that the, the OK9s were, were being launched as yeah. part of the Oscar Kilo Wellbeing Charity. Right. Uh, I'd always uh, spent some time working or assisting with the occupational health team from a mental health first aider perspective. Um, I did some so work you knew mind. what you were doing professionally with mental health support and you had some lived experience. I, so yeah. all around... <laughs> Yes. Kind of sounds it, it meant a, to be. A, a good synergy, yeah. It, 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 was, it was meant to be. Um, and the, the whole thing with his name being Keo was, was just a complete coincidence. Uh, that, that comes from, if anybody's been to Cyprus, you'll know Keo. Tell us. Uh, Who is Keo? Keo, uh, yeah, the island's national brewery. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I both lived in Cyprus as children, so Keo is a kind of thing that we knew about and 
That's a nice short name. Works yeah, and well it sounds him. good called, probably, if you call yeah. Keogh across a, across a park or a field. He's really lovely. Now, he's very alert. What's he like when you take him to work? Um, <clears throat> quite docile, to be fair, <laughs> most of the time, because he's so used to it now when we go to work. He, he has a couple of minutes of... Um, absolute mayhem it will tear around a room and knock the bins over and um, if people are on uh, teams calls or zoom calls he has been known to suddenly appear at the side <laughs> of them because he, he will come and have a look at what's on the desk yeah but after a couple of minutes he settles down um we normally have he has a, a blanket that's specifically used for work so we put the blanket out and he just curls up on the blanket and and sits and watches the world go by and uh, expects people to come and give him a fuss. Yeah. So a happy worker. Definitely. Or volunteer. And what does the future look like for him? Because how old is he now? He is just coming up for around about three. Okay, so hitting his so, time probably. Yes, he's, he's probably got another probably five to six years of, of doing the same work. Obviously within that time he'll mature, he will calm down a bit other dogs will come in um, and so he won't necessarily be in such demand and we may be able to tailor which dogs go to which type of incidents. Yes. So the charity is is still forming in a way at this point if you yes. only la- if it only launched a year ago. Yes. I'm sorry I've just we're standing here and I'm just noticing he's got an identity card. Yes. Yeah. With his mugshot. On his back. That's <laughs> he so, does. That's, yeah, he is. Um, that's really making me smile. We, we had a, a little bit of discussion about that uh, as to whether he was going to be police dog or not. Um, and, and what was and the I, decision? I think well-being dog suits him better. That just gives him that little bit of um, separation. That I think sometimes when people hear police dog, they think of the kind of very stereotypical uh, big teeth, big voice, um, and he, of course he's none of those. Yeah. Well, he looks, he looks very happy and healthy. Coat looks great, looks fit. <laughs> He's obviously a very happy dog. He is. And spreading is. that happiness and now. Indeed. Oh, he's um, dragging I'm... us off to another corner of the garden for, <laughs> right. a, for a good sniff. That, that, is, that is the beagle nose, yeah. <laughs> it is. And, and, it, it and is. He, people sometimes say, oh, he's very quiet. We, we had uh, one incident. We, we were at Cheltenham, uh, a well-being event. We were out in the car park um, with uh, a couple of trestle tables and, and uh, leaflets and all that kind of And he was quite happily just lying in the back of the van, fast asleep, until the cat walked across the car park. <laughs> My goodness, they knew you were there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be hundred percent dog. <laughs> had a lot to say. Oh. Come on then. Well, he seems very at ease and very happy, and we're kind of we're sort of standing in the spring sunshine, aren't we? With him having a little sniff around, and what a pleasure to meet him! I feel as though, well, I feel as though he'd cheer your day up, whether it was a bad day or a good day, he'd still enhance it, wouldn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't be without him. No. No. Yeah. No, he's kind of doing it all, isn't he? Companion yeah. for you, yeah. contribution to the family and and to wider society through supporting 
yeah, police officers. It, it, and... it just gives that little opportunity. Say on a Friday, we'll pop out to police stations, unscheduled. We just at random, we'll turn up and nip into the room, in the parade room, and you can see people move just changes you know, oh it's Keo. so they just have a couple couple of minutes fuss and you have a good sniff round and a route through the bins clean up all the cake crumbs <laughs> and did it make it easier for you to go out and about having him as a companion it does yeah like yeah, coming very, out of lockdown very, very much so yeah I, I do find it <coughs> difficult to come out of the house sometimes mm. um, but of course with a dog I've got to You've go You've got out. to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and there's... Got once, to have his walk. Once we're out, once the boots are on and the coat's on and the lead's on, it's fine. You know, yeah. it, it's not, not a problem. It's often... It, it's the self-perception of, of what's going on out there compared to what's really happening is, is a different thing. Yeah, just got to open that door and it's much easier to step out, isn't yes. it? With a dog by your side. Scott, thank you. Thanks for bringing him to have a chat. He's just lovely. I'm (laughs) super, super taken with him. And what a lovely thing that the Oscar Kilo 9 charity... Mm. Do I call it the Oscar Kilo 9 for the dog bit? Or is it the Oscar Kilo? Oscar Kilo. Oscar Oscar Kilo. The Oscar Kilo, the OK wellbeing charity. Yeah. And these are are, um, OK 9s. Love that. Love a pun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's great. Yeah, I can see you're very attached to each other. Great, great team. It is about teamwork. It, mm. it really is. And there's, there's days, I'm sure, when he's not feeling up to it, that we kind of egg each other on a bit. Come on, mm. then, we'll, we'll crack on. And I think that'll, I think that strikes a chord with a lot of people, actually. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's... it's Especially um, two years after lockdown. I think, you know, there's lots of um, repercussions that are coming mm, out now from yeah. people being locked away and losing confidence in various ways yes. and feeling like they were rusty at socialising and lots of stuff like that. And yeah. It is true. Having a dog in the room is as distracting as have a baby in the room and yet, you know, much simpler. <laughs> So that was Keo. I hope you enjoyed meeting him. He was absolutely gorgeous. And as I say, I was totally thrilled to have been approached by Scott. And if you work your dog or dogs and want to come and talk to me on the podcast, I'd be so delighted to hear from you. I really would. Get in touch. Team at shineradio.uk. And I'll take lots of photos of your dog. We'll put them up on the website and celebrate the work that he or she does. So leave us a review if you can be bothered that would be marvelous i'd really appreciate it and next month we've got a real well i'm not going to jinx it by telling you about it but it's a really really interesting sniffer dog who's doing something extremely unusual so come back for the may edition my day job is taking me to new york in april so i'm also hoping that i might get a dogs with jobs on tour and come back from new york with a new york working dog that would be quite fun wouldn't it Have a great month and I will be back in May. Dogs with Jobs, presented by Kate Fairweather and produced with John Wellsman. If you're a keen gardener, then Shine Radio is giving you the chance to win tickets to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair in Bewley. 
The event brings together sensational displays, famous experts, and hands-on workshops. And you could win two free tickets to go along on Sunday the 30th of April. All you have to do is correctly name the two presenters of Shine Radio's gardening show, Growing Together. You can enter the competition at shineradio.uk at any time before midnight on Friday the 14th of April. We'll put all the correct entries into a flower pot and draw one lucky winner. Conditions apply, so check rules at shineradio.uk and don't forget to enter before midnight on Friday the 14th of April.